to the other episodes these guys have done. Yeah, we're recording. Yeah, the other episodes, dude, is not organized. Like, it is just bullshit. And I mean, there's going to be some people that think it's hilarious because, like, yeah, we put it on TikTok at this point. So there's got to be somebody at least as dumb as I am out there. I mean, a lot smarter than I am no, and thinks I'm funny. There's a lot. Don't worry. You're looking at two of them right here with you. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to say my listeners were dumb because they uh, two minutes in and they're like, shit. This guy's All already right. calling us dumb. We're done listening. Fuck that. Give us your best intro, Chase. Let's see it. Oh, Jesus, Ty. Don't put that pressure on me. Where's Where's my music, dude? <laughs> Porter, you got to do something. Do like drums. <laughs> All right, well. Can you beatbox? I think. To our listeners, you're uh, listening to the Rampa Rednecks podcast, and tonight I am the only original uh, Rampa Rednecks here. Uh, the other two uh, had some other shit to do. Uh, maybe they're flakes. I don't know. We'll, fi- we'll figure that out, and don't be offended if so. But nasty. Yeah, <laughs> uh, anyways, Peyton and Wyatt weren't able to make it tonight, so um, I decided to introduce our first guests on the show: um, Porter Hellander and Ty Crystal. Um, yep. So we like to welcome those guys onto the show. Um, but I grew up with these guys also, so um, I figure we could use these guys to answer our first question on the show, and that would be to what what makes a redneck woman? What what do you guys think? Okay, so like I was saying before we started the show, I got three kind of different categories that I put rednecks into, and I think I think Porter wanted more. So he said, "Porter, you want more than three, right?" No, I I I. I said that the the three categories make sense for a guy. Oh, okay. But you can do the three, and then I'll, I'll get my version of the two because it's, I mean, it's a little more simple. But All right, so you got three categories of, of rednecks, in my opinion, right? You got rednecks that are, like, white trash rednecks. Sorry, hope I'm not offending anyone with that one. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you'll know, right? You got people that pretend to be rednecks, and I think I kind of fall in this category a little more. Then you got people that are like cowboy rednecks, so people that ride horses, ride bulls. Uh, a little different with all of them, right? We all kind of act the same. We all kind of do the same stuff, but we're all a different. And and then like with women, I think you have like maybe another category where there's like manly, manly women that are rednecks. And wow. Porter was telling us that he seeks those ones out in his adventures. So, <laughs> this it might be uh, the end of my relationship, but <laughs> no. So, like, I agree that like rednecks have certain categories, but I think I think the the redneck women have just two categories, right? And the manly the manly women. Of rednecks, yeah, fall into more of the kind of white trashy redneck section. <laughs> okay, I mean, don't get me wrong, I love all rednecks, but the, the that one's a little bit of a stretch sometimes. They're a little overbearing sometimes, but I think I think that category kind of sits in with the white trashy area. And then you got just 
the all around redneck country girl. And I, I feel like those mix a lot together. And so that's why I think that there's two, like two categories of women. I, I can see the, like the three and four of, of guys, but I think the women are just the two. See, it breaks down in subsections too, right? Like different yeah, rednecks do different things. Yeah, yeah, there's a gray area between every one. Two main categories, but they break down. You know? <laughs> I I think the difference between a redneck woman and just you know your normal city girl, or not even a city girl, but just the ones that fall in those gray areas, uh, the difference between the two, uh, in my opinion, is every man should be scared of their woman in general. Yeah. Okay. But if you have a redneck woman, there's the difference between butterflies in your stomach when she's yelling at you and you swallowing the seat with your booty hole because you puckered so hard tight. <laughs> a little more scared than your average woman is what you're trying to say. Uh, Porter was was talking about uh, like the derby car women. Them that... are scariest. Them are scariest? <laughs> Them are Let me tell you, the first derby I ever went to was in Evanston, Wyoming. And that is a really good derby, but you walk back into like the pit area and you, and you see the women that, that are back there doing this, this, uh, derby stuff and they got more hair than their boyfriends do. And it's, it's like, <laughs> one's the guy, one's the girl who's running this operation. Cause I know that pansy ass skinny ass dude ain't running it. It's his 350 pound girlfriend that looks like a fucking sumo wrestler from China. See, that's ones that you're scared of, man. I mean, you don't mess with them, right? Like, you know. That's when alcohol becomes the women's best makeup. You know, the alcohol and, you know, ingested by the men. Okay, so this is a good question, kind of on this topic, uh, along the same lines. What, like, what type of redneck women have we all dated? In your guys' opinion, like, what type of a redneck woman have you dated? Or or any, because let me we're sitting here claiming we're rednecks, right? But wait, dated or been with? Um, no, let's say dated. Like you were in a relationship with them for a okay. longer amount of time. Okay. I'd say I'd have a lot of the pretend redneck, you know, the wannabes. Mm. Uh, I I could probably count three. I had one that worked in the shelter and. Uh, she, you know, she used the word honey a lot. Uh, you know, hey, honey, how you doing? Think she was from Mississippi know. or something? Nah, you know, yeah, well, and she she was from where we grew up. So, <laughs> and she had like a cat and uh, two birds. Stay away from the ones that have cats. What's wrong with cats, yeah. huh? huh? I have a cat. He's I'm saying the women that only have a cat. Oh, just one. Just a cat. Oh. What if they got like four? Is that okay? That's even worse. Oh. You gotta have a dog or a bird in there or something, too. You gotta mix it up a little bit, but if they have just a cat, <laughs> you run for the fucking hills because <laughs> that pussy, her pussy more than you can because of that sandpaper-ass tongue, you know? <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, I think that's cat's that's time is nice. only friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she had like a, a two birds and a cat, and she worked at like 
a vet's office as like a receptionist. So she thought that she knew anything and everything about animals and she wore shit kickers. So wanna be redneck. Hey, I, I kind of <laughs> feel it. Yeah. <laughs> and then, ride horses though. I I don't ride horses a lot. I guess but you do. Yeah, I mean sometimes. But right. see, this is where this is where I fall in the subsection of of a more wannabe. He's he's in the gray line of uh, yeah. cowboy redneck and wannabe redneck. Yeah, is, that, is that where you're putting yourself? I I mean that's where I think I'd put myself, but I think Porter's trying to put me further over into the cowboys here. I think he deserved more of the pushover into the cowboy. Wow, how generous of you. That makes me feel. I mean, as long as you know, once again, sorry, but as long as I'm not going towards the white trash side, I mean, I'm feeling good about it. <laughs> I fall in too many like, not over one way or another. You know, mm. I they have like a a tree of things, and I sit right in the middle. So you got the ones that you know the rednecks that are like, I fuck sheep. Or the ones that I do DIY. I've, I've never fucked a sheep in my life, and I've never even thought about it. Now cows, on the other hand, no, I'm just kidding. Oh no! Yeah, oh, the cows resist a lot better. That hung, Chase. Huh? I didn't know you were that hung, dude. I'm hung like a light switch. I don't know what you're talking about, dude. I've heard. That's what I've heard. Not just kidding. I've heard that. <laughs> Everything hurts at 100 miles an hour, though. So that's your. That's the best motto when you're hung like a light switch. A light switch. <laughs> oh, hot in that first little section, so they think they feel something, and it's just like, oh, is it is it like an electrified light switch or or not? Because then you give a little uh, jolt too. Well, when, when they see it, when they see it, they're no longer wet down there. So yeah, oh. we create a little bit of friction, some flame That's edge. in the light bulb or the light. Huh? He's saying the light switch, Dick. He has to turn the lights off so that they stay wet the whole time. Oh, okay. I thought, oh, okay. I totally missed that reference so hard. (laughs) I don't think he actually meant that, but that's what I'm saying. What I what I meant is there's a little bit of spark going on because you got friction because they're so dry. See, okay, so I'm looking at a light switch that's like right over here. I thought you meant like the size that it hangs off the wall, you know. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm talking about the size. I'm hung like a light switch. You know, the people that are like, I'm hung like a moose or a freaking Clydesdale? Yeah, uh, no. I'm hung like a motherfucking light switch. All right, Porter, what do you got? Women that you dated in the redneck categories? All right, women that I've dated in the redneck categories. I dated, this is about as redneck as you can get in Utah. Okay. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I missed it. Roosevelt. A girl from Roosevelt. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. What school, though? What high school? I didn't I didn't ask that question. Oh. <laughs> Roosevelt, Duchesne. I, well, I, or Union, right? You got Union, too. Well, she was, was that by Roosevelt? I think so. I'm not wrong. Anyways, continue, Porter. But from the Roosevelt area. Okay. Okay. That's that's just about as redneck as you can get, in my opinion, in Utah. Because there's no one that lives out there. Well, right? it is more desert than Evanston, Wyoming, so it makes sense. There you go. All you got is cactuses and tumbleweeds, so you got to figure out something to do. Yeah, and this was back when I didn't have tattoos, and she was covered in tattoos. And 
she'd never like barrel rape or anything. So she was more the, the white trash redneck. But she always wore shit kickers, but she drove a Toyota Corolla. A Corolla? Yeah. She didn't drive a beat up pickup? No. Look, okay, I'll say this. If you drive a Corolla though, I, I think you're a pretty reliable woman, not gonna lie. Those things last uh, forever. They're kind of crappy, but. Well, and here was the thing. So we were dating for a while, and then she was also a model. Okay, hold on. What type of model? <laughs> a lingerie model. Yeah! <laughs> Wait, like an OnlyFans model? Or like oh, a magazine? Instagram. Instagram. Oh, so kind of a model is what you're saying. Wanna be a model? Well, she did it for a modeling agency, and she, that's okay. What she, I'm on board now. And she went to do this photo shoot with this guy that I didn't fucking like. And she's like, "Don't worry, I'll send you all the pictures before you know this and that and this and that." And then she posted one of them on her Instagram, and he was like, "Handsy all over," and I'm just like, "Oh fuck." And then she went to Lake Powell with her and her roommate. And she said it was just a girl's trip. Turns out, no, it was not just a girl's trip. He was down there the whole time. And, uh, yeah, so. So you did I, find the white trashy one, huh? Yeah, I uh, I found out through TikTok. She, te- or she texted me and said, hey, can we talk? And I was like, oh, fuck, I know where this is going. <laughs> and she was like, I think we just need a break. I think we need some time. I, I want to be with you, this and that, and this and that. I just don't think this is the right time. Two Dude, days later. You know what that means, though, those words? I'm like, not fucking, yeah, I'm not stupid. I know exactly what that means. I've been through plenty <laughs> of relationships to know what the hell that means. That means you want to break up, but you don't want the heated discussion. Exactly. You don't want to be mean to her. Or, well, she doesn't want to be mean to you. You want to be mean to me? Be fucking mean to me. Just tell me. It is not that hard. I might, I might be a little sad. Uh-huh. I might go do some cocaine, something, you know. But that's, you know. <laughs> no, look, I agree. Okay, so every time like you talk to women or you go on a date, and you're like, oh, you know, you want to like go further or whatever, or go out again, they're like, oh, uh, I don't know. And then they don't talk to you. You're like. You just tell me no. Like, it'll make me feel a lot better just to know that you didn't want to go out than, like, being like, oh, just didn't text you back. So there's my advice for any women out there. Uh, men like to be told, not just wonder, you know. At least I do. Men, yeah. be told what's up. We don't like to sugarcoat shit, but the little boys, you can sugarcoat it for them. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just fucking dumb to sugarcoat. <laughs> Dude, if you don't you give it to Chase, me straight, okay? if you don't give it to me straightforward, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, great." Yeah, so, you take it the wrong way because we're that fucking gullible. Yeah, that's true. Dude, like, oh. I was, the first the first three months I had known my girlfriend, she was flirting her ass off with me, giving me all sorts of hints. And I'm over here fucking just counting birds inside my head, just like, oh, look at this, you know? Mm-hmm. When 
And then I end up dating some other chick right before. <laughs> Oops. Well, okay, so this is the problem, right? And maybe this is more, you know, redneck guys too. I don't know. Um, I'm slow to pick up on signals, man. That's like, what I'm saying. From, from not just women, just like people in general. Like, I don't know. Just I general not, anything. I am not socialized like you normal people. You know, you, I just, <laughs> I need more direction. These damn Tweety Birds going around inside your head, they, they, they work wonders. Let me tell you, they keep me busy all day long, but I cannot, I can tell you left, left from right when it comes to shit that somebody told me two seconds ago. So what, what you're saying though, Porter, is you haven't dated that many redneck women, huh? That kind of surprises me. Yeah, because I tried to stay away from them. <laughs> well, what do you got now? How would you describe your current relationship? How would you describe that girlfriend? She was raised by a country dad, but her mom is the most city person you've ever met in your life. I would, and and she was, I don't think, I mean, she likes to, I don't know what category to put her in. She likes to fish, she likes to hunt. She kind of fits in that gray area, it sounds like, that's oh, yeah. like between everything. My type, man. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Ty. It's not a diss against you or Chase, but she will not date shorter guys, and she's six foot. Oh, that <laughs> well, was painful. I, I currently, painful. like, I wear a ring. I'm not married, but my name is on her car, and my last name is belonging to her kid now, so... um She's pretty much got this wrapped around her finger. Am I the only single one here? What is this? Dude, just plant your seed. They'll stick around. <laughs> Either that or they'll leave for child support, but they'll have to deal mm. with you for the rest of the 18 years you have that kid. 90% of the time, that's what they'll do. They just want the money, so they'll fucking just they'll let you fuck them, have at it, and they'll dip and... Hey, that checks real nice at the end of the month. <laughs> Chase found a good one though. Chase found one to stick around. So far, so far, we we still she, have. She claims she's not like that. And I, I I believe her. I trust her. Don't jinx her, hey, Porter. Dissing on her. I'm not dissing on her at all. I'm just saying, time will only tell. I've just dated enough women in my life that have been like that that it's hard to trust. So she knows that I have trust issues with that. So we always talk about it. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I believe her. I, you know, she'll stick around. And if she don't, I probably said something stupid or she didn't say something straightforward to me and I didn't understand it the way she meant it. <laughs> so it was yeah. your fault, Chase. No, none of that run around shit. Do Dude, that. I wouldn't understand that the words I'm fine meant that she's not fine unless someone pointed it out for me. What the? Because Why? When I'm fine. I'm like, I'm fine. See, well, we don't try to sugarcoat our feelings. We're guys. Like, mm -hmm. if you're fuck, if you're messed up, you're just like, dude, I'm not doing so hot. Yeah. I'm fine means I'm not like fabulous right now, but I'm breathing. But I'm yeah, not bad. Exactly. Right. And the girl says, I'm fine. It's a whole fuck. The whole world. I the matches and the gasoline. Yeah. You got to find the tones, though, too. It's like that TikTok sound. Like, most girls are like a candle. They're sweet. They smell good. 
But you leave them unintended for so long, they'll burn the whole motherfucking house down. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> that, is, that is awesome. That's funny. That's also why Skyler's not uh, allowed to be around uh, candles either. What are you saying? You gonna set your house on fire? Dude, she would by accident. A little bit of a pyromaniac, Chase. Nah, just she'd lose her head somewhere between the candle and the bathroom. Or, you know, just out the door. Mm-hmm. TikTok. You hop on TikTok, forget about the candle. Yeah. Dude, okay. I got to say, this is going to not sound redneck, but uh, I feel like I waste a lot of time on TikTok. I don't know about you guys. I say the same thing. That is literally the biggest time waster. Mm-hmm. But is it is it's so addicting. It really is. I literally will be sitting on the shitter and just pull up TikTok. Just scroll uh, for like forty-five minutes an hour for no reason. For no. Dude, reason. if I'm not sitting on the shitter with my phone, I will run with my pants around my ankles <laughs> until I find the phone. Uh, that's that's just a pleasant sight. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. It's a good thing I got my blinds down because my neighbors would see my butt. Maybe they'd like it. Well, the one across the street is a pedo. So. Well, but you're over 18, so you're okay. <laughs> I, dude, I shave off the little tiny, you know, half-ass goatee I got going on here, and I look like I'm 12. Put on a little bit of chapstick and wink hey, with my shirt off. At least you can grow some facial hair, okay? <laughs> you still can't. No. Man, Ty, just be I'm sorry. Good, you're fresh. Fucking year. I don't want to hear it. Look, Dude, I just, okay. So I this just is the trade. My ginger freaking uh, pubes from <laughs> above my area onto my chin. That's what it looks like, dude. I got two fuzz nuts right here. <laughs> okay. This is how I view this, though. This is my trade off in life. Um, I'm short, not the biggest guy, but I can grow facial hair. So I think it kind of makes up for it. That's how I look at it. Dude. What the fuck? I'm short also, and I can't grow oh. shit. Now Look, not calling... everyone has a fair life, okay? Oh. Now you're now you're calling me out because I'm tall. I'm a little mm. bit bigger, and but I can't grow facial hair. So you calling me out, Ty? I'm just saying that there's trade-offs in life. You get to be tall and attract the women. I'm and, short uh, and a fucking I'm ginger. Not a ginger. <laughs> Dude, have you seen my goatee, bro? Okay, it's but it's just your beard. It's just your beard, man. Your hair is not red. Dude, but then right here is blonde. Blonde and red. Okay, so here's the real question. What, like your chest hair, your body hair, is it red or brown? Uh, You guys have body hair? Oh, yes, <laughs> a lot. <laughs> I think I got three right here. Yeah, I'm I'm with Chase on that one, except for, you know, under the belt area. It's, it's, uh, it, it marks itself very well. Dude, I gotta That's hit that shit with a lawnmower. You got a lawnmower? Yeah, the manscaped lawnmower. Oh dude. yeah, those things are awesome, huh? Yes, sir. Gotta hit Can that shit. I'll clog up the trimmers. Yeah, I I bought one, and it's it's quite the uh, quite the investment. It's saved my ass many times from nicks from razors and shit. So, dude, you hear all the ads, right? And they're like, "Oh, this is awesome." I'm like, "Yeah." Maybe I got yeah. one. I was like, this thing's awesome. <laughs> Literally the best, best investment ever. Yeah. Dude, that's how I, I feel about the squatch soap. I'm like, 
dude, I always drop the bar of soap. So I like the one that has quote unquote you... chemicals in it because I can't drop that shit. Then you put it on and you're like, damn, pine tree smells good. Do you squash? Squash is pretty good, dude. It's yeah, expensive. I, I haven't gotten there yet. Do they they have a uh, hair wash now too? Huh. I don't yeah, assume Porter no. uses that one. Chase would not do good in jail. <laughs> Dude, that's all he heard. That's all you heard on that one. I'm gonna fucking drill a hole through my squatch rope or squatch a soap and fucking put a rope through it so I can, you know, don't have to bend over. Just hang it around your neck. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I I like giving butt play, but I do not like receiving it. I got a squatch. You know what I'm saying? You got squatch? That's how Chase is going to walk around with his necklace. Oh. Yeah, I'm going to put a bar of soap on I, each end. I got that squatch ice, you know what I'm saying? The only problem oh. is... The only problem is I just... I don't see Chase in prison for whatever reason. He's, like, just the best kid. I mean, Porter, <laughs> okay, maybe. <laughs> Me, you know, Feels like not. tax evasion or something. Chase? Mm. I don't, I don't know, Chase. Dude, I'm just dumb enough to, like, be able to walk down the street and forget <laughs> what I had already done so I could pass a lie detector test because I had already forgotten. I'm telling the truth from what I know. <laughs> yeah, do that. No, they catch me red-handed. I'm just dumber than dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Porter's still out, guys. How, how many years yep. do you give yourself, Porter? Oh, I've been in. Oh, okay. So, yeah, never mind. Time. For what? What's your offenses? You want to talk about it here? Or is it very private? Um, No, it's not private. No, I was... I was... um In a neighborhood, and there was... A very... Sketchy feller. <laughs> that that really enjoys his recreational drugs. There you go. And he tried to he tried to come at me and get my wallet, but I didn't let that happen and somebody walked out um outside while he was down on the ground and I was beating the fuck out of him and holy shit. So all they saw was me beating the fuck out of him. They didn't see the rest of it, so I got put away for about a week. It was great. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty bad, huh? It wasn't, it wasn't fun. Man. Is the food as bad as they say it is? It's fucking horrible. <laughs> but also, go and don't use the silverware because they say they wash it, but, I mean, they give that to the crackhead that I beat the fuck out of. So just use your whatever in jail. So okay. it's like it's like the uh, resorts in Mexico where they say the the resort water's safe to drink, but outside the resort you drink bottled water or you're gonna get the shits. You drink the resort water and you come home with the shits for like six months. It's like the silverware. Yeah. yeah. Mexico was fun for the first three days. Yeah, I've never been. It's fun shit. All you can drink. Did you, did you get mugged? So actually, dude, while I was in Mexico, I was walking down. I was in Cancun. I walked out of my resort, dude, and they fly down there and don't use blinkers. They kind of just honk and move over, at least where I was at, they did. Um, 
but yeah, we were walking to see what kind of souvenirs you could get. And this dude, he picks me up. Dude, I swear to God, this dude is probably like four feet fucking tall. And uh, I, he picks me up. I'm thinking, I'm just barely under six feet, you know, a couple inches. Um, <laughs> and this guy picks me up and he starts walking me into a building. He's wearing, you know, uh, like Jim Carrey's The Mask movie or whatever. He's wearing one of them and he just starts walking me into a building. And my, my mom just starts beating the shit out of him until he drops me. What yeah, so, yeah, so someone did pick me up in Mexico and start walking me into this building that I was not okay with going into. He, he just wanted a good time. Dude, all of them, all of them there. They're, ah, come, 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 come in my shop. Come in my shop. Come in my shop. I give you good, goodbye. You're like, hell no. Yeah, dude, <laughs> everywhere you go, hey, I come show you. I come show you. Oh, oh, oh they'll, they'll see like, uh, you're wearing a metal militia hat or something. Oh, yeah, you like metal militia? I show you, I show you. So are you saying don't go to Cancun? Dude, it's fun in the resorts, but I swear to you, do not trust them when they say the resort water is uh, good enough to drink. Drink bottled water only. If they send out fish, ask them to cook it out, cook it longer. Or any sort of meat, just ask them to cook it longer. And um, only eat what they know how to cook, like... They had a buffet where they did like Indian night where they had spicy lamb and shit. They do not know how to cook it. So like <laughs> stick fast. to what they cook best. I and I'm it's not it's not like a stereotype that they should only cook tacos, but I swear to you, only eat the tacos or eat pizza or you know, whatever that you would normally eat. Cause good, man. Tacos, stick to what stick to tacos. what you know if you leave to a different country. Tacos are fire, bro. I don't know why you're dissing on them. Well, I just mean like I'm not stereotyping Mexicans to tacos. <laughs> but I mean, but only eat the tacos, tacos anyways. down there, right? Oh, oh God, yeah, dude. Yeah. You want a taco? <laughs> you, you never tacos? had it. You, you never had a fucking taco till you go to Mexico, dude. Well, I mean, I'm probably not going to Mexico anytime soon. I went to Costa Rica. I didn't almost get kidnapped, so I I can't I can't relate to your story, Chase. I'm sorry. Costa Rica sounds nice, dude. I want to Bali. To where? Bali. Bali. That'd be yeah. fun. That's like where, where you... all your paradise videos on TikTok are. You need it, it is. It is. The only expensive thing is the flight out there. Oh, yeah. That's all. Just like a two grand flight or something. That's like New Zealand, dude. It's like $1,300. But listen, you pay that two grand. If you go to like just any other like country that you want to travel to, that two grand on top of a, a hotel that's or an Airbnb that's three four hundred dollars a night, you know, and then you got food on top of that. Gets a little expensive, right? Bali, you can literally rent like a full on mansion for like five hundred bucks a week, and you can pay like twenty bucks to have a a personal masseuse come, and then another like thirty bucks for a personal chef to cook everything for you the whole week you're there. So why don't you go, man? 
Save up money. Gonna, Let's go. I'm I'm down. Like I'm literally down. I will go whenever. Hey, I got a lot of shit to save up for. <laughs> Chase got to save for a baby, so. Well, it's not even necessarily that, because uh, I mean they have programs that'll help you out if I absolutely needed it. But uh, sorry, I was watching Porter tell whoever he was on the phone. I got distracted. Squirrel. <laughs> uh, Come on, Porter, focus. What you but doing? like, I just know that I'm going to be spending a lot of time with the baby. So I'm trying to get like my roof done and my basement done. Because I only have one extra bedroom and I plan on having more kids eventually. Uh, wasn't planned to have a kid this year, but you know. <laughs> It's the best kind, man. As we were talking, I've probably never used a condom ever in my life. Well, I, I, that's a lie. I've, I've used it a couple times. But For the official record, Chase has used it. Just not this time. <laughs> on, the, on the important ones that I for sure didn't want to have kids with, but for the others, I trusted my pullout game. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, I know we got way off topic. Did we answer your listener's question, Chase? Do you feel like you feel like we've done a, a solid job with answering what makes a redneck? I think, yeah. I mean, you basically, you know, there's many different types of rednecks and also redneck women. But uh, I think the, the one thing that kind of ties all of them together is the, the rush of outdoor living or just, you know, being outdoors and experiencing and making your own, um, making your own fun outdoors uh, kind of, ties everybody together uh being rednecks so yeah um, no i agree i think I, it's important because like uh we talked about derby chicks right but that that's like something um fishing hunting we've talked about that but also like the riding horses aspect uh just even spend time outside it's and we have a different way of doing it i feel like too like some people go on hike and they're like oh i'm here for fun you got like your dog with you and stuff i'm like yeah I'm not just hiking for fun. Like I'm looking for something, right? Like I'm looking for an animal or like, there's a purpose, but oh, yeah, maybe that's sure. just me. For sure. Um, I mean, there, there is like, I mean, obviously you got off season hiking and you're, you're hiking for, I mean, I guess there's people that shed hunt. I don't do that. Uh, if I can train my dog to do that. Okay. Maybe, but I'm a little fat to be hiking up the hills <laughs> and Literally the first day of the duck hunt in Utah or Wyoming, if I have work off, I usually have one of them off, but uh, that first day, duck hunting is a bitch to carry all the shit out to the, you know, where you need to go. So that gets me in just enough shape to go like hike out of my truck a hundred yards down and watch a canyon for deer. I'm, I'm one of those hunters. Like I... I could probably get as redneck as you could think because I fit in that gray area. But I'm also one of them fatter ones that really like my beer. <laughs> so I'm out of shape. That's that's one of the hardest things. Like doing like all of the hunting, the shed hunting, anything, you're gonna need to do some some physical stuff right yeah so i mean that's one of the hardest things with enjoying beer 
because it's not it's not the best for you. No, but I don't care. I'll take it. I'll take my thirty rack on the mountain with me, and I'll get <laughs> drunk as shit. Okay, so here's struggle breathing on the way out. <laughs> here's a good question for you. So I'm not a drinker. So you got to be. You have to drink to be a redneck. What do you guys think? No. No. Um. I mean, it is a big part of being redneck. Like, Dude, it's like I feel like right? if you are redneck, you tend to be more lenient toward or leaning towards uh, beer. Right. Um, I think if you're a redneck, your uh, beer of choice is probably uh, I don't know Bud Light, Coors Light, Bush Light. No, fuck that, dude. <laughs> fuck that. That is the oh, uh, Ducks Unlimited beer, but and I Look, I didn't mind it, but you got to go with like okay, what's the most what's the most like stereotypical country redneck beer? Tell me, it's not Bush Light. It's not. It's what Bud is it? Is it Bud Light? It is for sure Bud Light. That's like the typical. I'd say Bud or uh, um, Coors. Bud Coors. and okay, there you go. Coors, that... Coors Light and Bud Light. I I prefer Coors over Bud. I think Bud Light is basically like you're fucking on a kayak. It's too fucking close to water. But that's my opinion. So this is the thing with Bud Light that. I, I got to say, I don't think makes it as redneck. Um, it's been more like commercialized, like Post Malone's into Bud Light real big, right? So I feel like it's not as redneck. Okay. So that's, so that's why I'd probably go with something else. Oh, okay, here's a good one. What about Keystones? I mean, that is like a nasty beer. No. that That's redneck, isn't it? Keystone. Did you know Keystone and Coors is made in the same factory? So you got to go for cheap stuff, though. Isn't and Keystone's pretty cheap, right? I if we're gonna go nasty and redneck, I'd say Corona. Corona, okay. No, no. Versus no. Ha. What's Natty, wrong with Corona? Natty lights. Natty lights or Paps Blue Ribbon. Fuck <laughs> yeah, Paps. <laughs> I feel like we're just naming off all the different beers that uh. I mean, well, I, you don't. You didn't nail one down, though. I mean, well, it depends on what where you're at, because you what? have okay. Your you got, Mexico what? rednecks would drink Coronas, in my opinion. Uh-huh. Your Utah uh, and Wyoming rednecks, I'd say, I'd say Natty Lights for Utah, and maybe Bud and Coors for Wyoming, and Pabs. I, I overall the worst beer. And the most redneck beer is going to be your Natty Light and your your Paps. Wow. Okay. So look. So this is this is the thing. I haven't. I, I'm not a drinker, like I said. But for whatever reason, I'd go a Bushlight. I don't know why. That's, That's a Ducks Unlimited think. official beer, but <laughs> and it, it's all right. But it it's as uh, Porter would say, too close to fucking water. You know, with your kayak. Look, I'm not going for taste or quality. I'm just going for, hmm, what do I think fits this group, you know? But yeah. If we're going for price, drink if that. we're going for price, I do I do like them steel. I just tried them on the last podcast. I like those uh, steel. Uh, they're like blue those, raz. Those ones that are like the four locos? Yeah, I guess so. 
Uh, I don't know. I've never had four locos either, but don't fucking do it unless you want the worst hangover of your life. <laughs> dude, Fireball gets me fucking hungover. I, dude. I won't. I won't drink Fireball anymore. Dude, Fireball gets me fireball on a whole different Jack- side of crazy. If I get drunk off a of Fireball or Jack Daniels, I will beat the first person's ass, first dude's ass that looks at me. That's I, like a, that's another level. Fucker on those. Dude, Fireball has me doing shit I could never do sober. Like, the first time yeah. I ever drank an entire fire, uh, entire bottle of Fireball to myself, dude, I was doing fucking backflips in the backyard. I've never done a fucking backflip in my life. Cannot do a backflip now. I will land on my fucking neck. But I no shit. Backflips, one way across the yard. And then front handsprings, the other way across the yard. Wake up so fucking hungover, bro. <laughs> and sore from doing backflips and front handsprings. So the most hungover I've ever seen someone um, is on the Blue Sky Vodka. My mom drank a lot of that one time. Ooh. That was, I don't like vodka. That was bad. Yeah, she said she she's not gonna drink vodka again because it was so bad. <laughs> dude, I tried I tried the high west uh bourbon, dude. That shit is gross. Really? I like bur- I dude, I like bourbon, but I do not like that. Okay, well what's your favorite bourbon then? Uh, dude, the cheap shit. Oh hell <laughs> cheap that's stuff. Why, yeah. That's like high west. Huh? That's why you like don't like the high west. Well, dude, here's the thing. Here's like screwball. Think about screwball whiskey. Yeah. Okay. I like screwball, okay? But peanut- Bird Dog also has a peanut butter whiskey. And it is $17 for an entire bottle. And how much is screwball? Like 60? Like no, it's like 23. Okay, so it's it's like six bucks cheaper, but it still tastes just as good. But yeah, so, I just, you I know, just gotta save the six bucks. I don't know, dude. Maybe I just got a shit bottle of that bourbon, but it it did not taste like bourbon to me, dude. Okay, dude, well, okay. Whiskey and bourbon, they're they're two different things, though. Right. All right. Well, I couldn't I couldn't pinpoint because, dude, I just I've never really actually like went and bought like I have bought shit. But usually where I'm going has their own, you know, likings of drinks. And I just try it and I'm like, oh, yeah, that was good. And then alcohol is expensive. So I don't just want to go drink every alcohol or buy every alcohol I've tasted. So I don't even ask what the hell it was. So I won't know and go buy it. So I've had many different bourbons and whiskeys and, you know, hate to say it, vodka. (laughs) Fuck that shit, bro. Dude, vodka. Dude, as soon as vodka hits my tongue, instant migraine. Don't even have to swallow it; just hits my tongue. Boom, instant migraine. Vodka's not. I mean, is that redneck? That that seems too sophisticated, too foreign. Yeah, that's a problem. It's foreign. (laughs) Okay, so Chase, this is what you need to do. You need to put it to the listeners here. What's what's their most redneck liquor, beer, whatever? Maybe get some responses for it. Liquor, the most liquor. Whiskey, 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10? You think everyone would answer that one? I think everybody would agree. If you're redneck, your favorite hard liquor is going to be whiskey. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Oh, he's so. about to disagree. 
bourbon whiskey. I think if you want to have like a, a fancier redneck time, you know, you put on your good button up shirt, not the one you rodeo in. Yeah. Um, I think you'll have whiskey over a spherical ice cube. Well, not ice cube, but a spherical ice, a piece of ice. You know, pour that oh. over the whiskey and all them big fancy whiskeys are, you know, like they're wine tasting. <laughs> There you go. But if you're just trying to drink after uh, you know, busting your knuckles on, you know, turning wrenches all day, uh, I think you drink Natty's or Bud or, uh, yeah, Coors, Paps, all them. You can get a 30 pack of them and just finish the whole pack before you go to work tomorrow. <laughs> before you go to work. It's, on a it's Monday a, night. Tasting. It happens. I've, I've done it many, 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 many times. Don't you operate heavy equipment, too? <laughs> That's scary. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you do it, but you're not drunk the next day. You're just hungover as fuck, so it's... Yeah, you drink the cheap stuff, so it, it's just <laughs> uh, water, you know. The, put a little bread in you, and the corn will soak up to the bread. That's Yeah, that's the worst part is, I, I, like, I'll go drink with some... Some people I just met or some buddies that I used to hang out with, and they look at me and they're like, dude, you're nuts with the amount of alcohol that I drink, and I'm not even drunk. Like, I cannot I can yeah. bar without, if I want to get drunk at the bar, I cannot spend less than $250. Ooh, that's an expensive trip right there. That, that's only like five drinks. What? <laughs> fucking okay. bars are expensive. Who are you buying <laughs> drinks for? I, I, I'm just kidding, but the bars are fucking outrageously priced. Oh, I mean, yeah, it's six bucks for a stein of beer. Like, stein? A beer, oh, yeah. Now? If you want to drink harder shit, it's like, it's yeah, you want, you want shots a Jack and Coke? Me. Yeah, we're looking at $25. Shots, yeah, sh I mean, not nine bucks. Shots are like seven, eight bucks a pop. You want a mixed drink, it's 12, 13, 14 bucks a pop. Yeah. I don't drink at the bars. No, it's too expensive. I drink at home. Okay. I got about time to watch the fights and have a garlic burger and a freaking pitcher full of Budweiser. Oh, hell. That sound bad. Hell no. You drink Budweiser? Only because that's what my dad freaking ordered. Oh, we went there and he's like, What do you drink? And I'm like, Coors? And he's like, yeah, fuck that. We're getting Budweiser. <laughs> I'd say Coors is like... That's the most popular thing with people I know. I'll drink Coors all day, but you put a Budweiser in my hand, I might just have to knock you out. Wow. I, it, it's an acquired taste. I'll drink Coors Banquets all fucking day long. <laughs> Budweiser in my hand, and I will smack the fuck out of you. Man, I didn't know you guys could be, like, so sophisticated with, like, the different types of beers that you got. Dude, so, I told like, you. connoisseur of beers here. Wine huh? tasting. I've drinking a lot of beers in my day. So you know what you like? Yeah. All right, Chase, I'm telling you, put it out to the listeners. We want to know what's your, so, uh... what's your redneck beer. Damn it. Anyways... I just lost my phone. But um, our email is rompofreds at gmail. Uh, and then for those of you that are friends with me on Facebook, can message in or 
Uh, our Instagram is public. You could DM us on there. Um, but yeah, let us know what your favorite redneck beer is, or maybe you're not a redneck, but what, what is your stereotypical redneck beer? Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. If you're not a redneck. What do you think? Facebook. Yeah. I'd like to actually know. So if, if people would write in, we'll get a vote. Uh, um, maybe we'll even do the uh, the difference between uh, Paps and Natty Lights. Uh, Wait, I, I was going to say we should do, like, they should send in what they think mm-hmm. is for one red beer. What beer makes a redneck? There you go. Yeah. You got a picture. You know, okay, so say you have Redneck Magazine, and you got the front page. There's a guy, his dog, he's in hunting equipment. Hunting equipment, what? He's in hunting camo, right? If he's holding beer, which beer is he holding? I, I, look, I would say Bushlight. That's 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 my answer. But obviously, I got two of you guys that just totally disagree. I think those are your wannabe rednecks. Your, Dude, hello, your... that's me. <laughs> <laughs> we established I mean, this. I'm, I like I said, I fit in that gray area, but I do, you know, I have a lot of friends that I would say I have friends that look on the side that they may or may not have fucked a sheep or two in their life. Or I also have, I have redneck friends that may or may not have fucked their sisters in their lives. And that's out there. And then I just have them rednecks that are kind of like they're, you know, do it yourself. Uh, You know, if if you can't, if you don't know how to do it, YouTube it kind of redneck. So I have friends in pretty much every single area. And I would say the most common would be, Yeah. Bud Light or Natty, uh, Natty, yeah. I feel like we need to write a book about the subsets of of rednecks. I feel like you could get like a solid three hundred page book out of that. Easy. Um, I can't read, so can we get that in an audio book? <laughs> audio book, okay. Porter, Porter's the narrator. Okay, I'll narrate, but you can write. I can't type or shit, so. Okay, Chase, you come up with it. I'll type it, Porter think you're the only one that can read so you're you're gonna read it (laughs) uh there's gonna be like a a comma in between supporter can take a sip of his drink unnecessary comment comma dot 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 you just hear (laughs) drinking his fancy whiskey over there Mm. Uh, okay give us your best book reader voice engage the listeners I have never, ever once wrote or read a book. Oh, you've read a book. Come on. Out loud. Out loud. Okay. Well, that was disappointing then. I know. I'm I'm welcome to the family. My family even thinks I'm a disappointment, so it's good. <laughs> uh, that automatically yeah. makes you a part of the family. There you go. I think that's yeah. kind of just standard. So. Yeah. All right, Chase. You got to start working on it. What's your book? That's like, my book? Dude, I'm telling you, we could have chapters of all the different types. You could interview, like, why trash rat dicks? What are they about? And then you have the subsections of them all. Dude, I think it would be a bestseller. For sure. But I, do think, the New York I think Times. you need a hook. Like, I don't think if you go white trash rednecks, people are going to be like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think you need something like like one of your funniest hunting stories or something just, just to start it out. And then you're like, oh, yeah. 
this makes me a part of this area, white trash redneck, go. or you know. All right, so you said we were going to talk about that. You want to talk about that? That topic? Yeah. Do you got any uh, funny stories or just stories you want to talk about uh, hunting, Ty? Uh, yeah, I mean, you want me to start with one? Uh, yeah. So, okay, so um, I'd say I got into hunting um, not that long ago. I was more into sports when I was a kid, so I didn't have a lot of time to hunt. Uh, so one of, one of the first tags I got was for a deer. Uh, we were in this spot. It's above Camas, Utah, if anyone knows what that is. And you went to, and man, <laughs> we were in this like canyon, like I'm talking like V shape, right? Like steep on every side. And for whatever reason, my dad's like, yeah, let's go down there. And, and you gotta know something about my dad. He loves going to just weird places and he likes to hike like a lot, probably too much. So we kind of split up and we, we started going different ways and, He's like, okay, I'm going to work up the hill a little bit. And if you scare anything and it runs up the hill, I'll be there to, to shoot at it. You walk down the bottom. And I'm like, why do I got to walk down the bottom? That means I got to walk back up, right? This is bullshit. But I knew what he was doing. So I actually got down to the bottom. And I'm like, there's not going to be anything down here, right? And it was like kind of snowing. Or it was kind of wet, I guess. Dude, I got down there. There's this big ass deer down there. Probably like a three by three, four by four. I'm not sure. So you know what the first thing I do is? <laughs> I what? no, no, yeah, that's what you think, right? That's what you're supposed to do. Um, let <laughs> that's this what be, you're supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. Let this be a lesson to anyone that that hasn't hunted and you're gonna go for your first time. I got on the walkie-talkie to my dad. And I'm like, Dad, Dad, are you there? And he's like, Yeah, what's going on? I'm like, I see a big deer. He's like, well, what the fuck are you doing? Shoot it. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. So I turn around. Dude, all I see is that thing running away. Because I'm pretty sure he heard, it hurt him over the fucking walkie-talkie. Be like, shoot it. So I watched that damn thing walk away. I don't know. If, I don't think that's a funny story, but that's a sad-ass story. That is very depressing. So look, but... like Porter said, when I'm like, what do you think I did? Do what Porter did, not what I did. Buck fever is one of the most insane drugs you will ever have. Oh, you never know what's going to happen with that shit. It's a weird feeling. It is the greatest, craziest, shittiest. It is like every single emotion into one. Yeah. And you're just like, you got it in your crosshairs and you're just like, holy shit. Then you start shaking, you start questioning yourself, and it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I my very first cow elk hunt was. It was that my brother, I went up. My brother, we were up on snowmobiles, and we were just riding around the mountains, just kind of glassing canyons, just looking around. Then we came around a bend, and there was there was two cow elk standing right there, and so he drops down sets up on the on the snowmobile and then i didn't even have time to get the gun out off my arm load one in you know because i i I won't i won't ride around with one in the chamber unless i know that there's something that i'm going after and he just he just boom just shot and off down the canyon they go but then my dad had already gone down the canyon behind us and he was on a louder snowmobile and he 
he started coming up the other canyon and he just wide open and I seen him running back up and so I got all set up and Cody's over there shaking like a puppy passing the peach pit and he's just he doesn't know what the hell's going on and so I just waited for him to stop and dropped one and and I look over at Cody and I was like shoot the damn elk and he's like he's over there just shaking and he finally got it down like I was like what the hell happened he's like dude I've had that was the worst buck fever I've ever had in my life and I was like dude you've shot countless elk before me but this this one just gave you buck fever i was like because we were on the snowmobiles doing some you know some hill climbing got your heart rate up or what he's just like i have no idea he's like that fucker scared the fuck out of me (laughs) it's unique man like i really feel like it's something you need to do like an experience to kind of get it a little bit but man once you do i mean it's it's so much fun and like we never get anything when we go we i think we're bad hunters that's okay um but just being out it's just a good time man you see some animals oh it's fun as i mean you should shoot them when you see them yeah yeah and that's that's one of the things i love about guiding or just going out scouting you know is you're out in nature in my opinion like I'm somewhat of a religious person, but like not crazy. Yeah, that's when I feel closest to God. If you believe in the higher power or whatever, that's that's when I feel closest to whoever, whatever's out there. You know, like no, it's I agree. You, the the country, the mountains, and and the animals. Like a lot of the times, like. I, I would rather take a picture of the animal than shoot it. Yeah. You know, I can have that picture for forever just as much as I can have a set of antlers on my wall forever. I don't right. hunt the antlers. I hunt because I enjoy the wild game. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying, man. And, like, I think that's a misconception that some people have about about like that lifestyle of hunting like we're not just out there to kill stuff you know i'm out there to like enjoy time with my family like porter said nature i mean but there is like this level of of killing an animal and and taking it home and i mean i assume most of you guys eat what you kill it's it's just a totally different feeling you know than going to the grocery store and getting meat or i mean i'd I'd hunt all the time yeah it is it is but no, I mean, I don't think we're like, I think it's a misconception. We're not crazy people out there just to kill animals. It's it's I mean, a lot more. There are some people like that. There's yeah. a lot of trophy hunters. And, and if they don't take the meat home, then I know the guides will. But there are some sport hunters. And then there's people that just go out just to shoot and just take the antlers. And it's it's pathetic. It's it's You're not out there to kill an animal. You're yeah. out there harvest an animal you have to have respect for that animal you have to put in the work for that to receive that animal in order to enjoy it as much as i have grown to enjoy it yeah yeah like i said man it's something you kind of kind of experience i mean and it's never something i can like get anyone to do you know that doesn't want to but once you do you kind of understand i think i think you get the sense of what it is i mean i know chase does a little bit of a different hunting than 
than probably me and Porter. Like Chase is a lot more focused on the ducks. He has a hard on for those things, but I, I imagine it's a similar feeling, right, Chase? Dude, what I like about duck hunting is it it's in my opinion it's a lot harder um and not necessarily because um you know the ducks are flying they're harder to shoot you know whatnot yeah but it's a lot harder in the sense of like it's kind of putting in the grind every time it gets harder and harder you're working to beat everybody out there you're all going to the same spot there's not a whole lot of you know places you can duck hunt so the places that you can, you're fighting everybody to the spot. And duck hunting is one of those that is, like the bullets used to be real, you know, dirt cheap. So it's one of those that you, you know, anybody could pick it up, go with a friend, duck hunt, or, you know, that can duck call or, I mean, shit, you don't even need a duck call. There's a lot you of know, people that yeah. are dike, uh, they're dike hunters and um, dikes are the, you know, roads between the ponds that you can walk on. People just sit off the dike and, pass shoot on opening day because there's ducks flying everywhere uh it's fun to me because it's not all spot stock ducks are always moving um and even if you're yelling and screaming in the pond you're still gonna get ducks Mm -hmm. and uh i mean people will swear by the camo you have to have shadow grass max five to duck hunt you know, back in the day, people would wear bright ass orange duck hunting and still get ducks. I mean, ducks can see pretty well because they're, you know, their eyes are on the side of their head, so they can kind of see almost 360 if they just turn their head a little bit. But you know, it's it's a game of strategy with ducks because you know they're circling, 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 and then all of a sudden they take off. You circled four times. Why the hell aren't you interested in coming down and visiting my plastic <laughs> ducks? So it's all about strategy. And then you also Mm. have the fact of, um, should I shoot? No, let's let them get closer. They look like they're going to land. And then they fly away and you're like, fuck, I should have shot. It's a game, but. Man, the the thrill of like spot and stock. I I don't know if you can beat that one, Chase. Sorry. It it is, it is fun, but I mean, the thing about duck hunting is you get a lot more trigger time, so that's fun. Yeah. A lot of the times you miss because they are flying 50 miles an hour, and you, you're like me. You fucking haven't shot all summer long, and you just hop in the duck blind, haven't even shot a clay pigeon or nothing, and you just go shooting. Oh, shit, I was behind it. Oh, shit, I was in front of it. Oh, shit, I was under it. But I think because you can talk you know, loud, listen to music, if, if it's slow, dude, I'll turn on – you know, some country music and sip on my Mountain Dew, have a sandwich, throw my fucking sandwich in the water when I get excited because two ducks just decided to fly over, not even close enough to fucking shoot. And I'm like, all right, where are they coming from? And then yeah. you go two hours, you go two hours without seeing another fucking duck. And you're like, shit, I shouldn't have threw my sandwich in the fucking water. They weren't even able to be shot at. But it's, I don't know. I feel like it's more family oriented. I mean, it's a bitch getting out there, so everybody's ripping yeah. their heads off of each other, trying to get all the shit out there. You're carrying shit to make food. You're carrying a shit ton of decoys, pulling a sled across a dike that doesn't have it doesn't have wheels on the sled, so it's a bitch to drag. And uh, I come with I I started duck hunting with somebody that was crazy about duck hunting, um, and he'd bring fifteen dozen decoys. That's a lot of fucking decoys. So. 
I mean, it's a bitch just to get out there. So everybody's hating on each other. And then it's like, we were all mad at each other, but now we're having fun. We're drinking Mountain Dew, bullshitting in the blind and shooting ducks. Yeah. So it is, it, it is a lot more fun to me. But I don't get me wrong. I like big game hunting too. It's just a little bit more stressful for me. Um, because there's there's not a whole lot of place places to go anymore that um you won't find anything bigger than two point uh i you know i am getting to the point where it is more of a trophy hunt because i've killed i've killed plenty of two points in my life so it i mean i do love the meat i i you know i'd eat the meat i'd tan the hide you know but i've shot plenty of two points in my life that i could just say I can do without me until I find something a little bit bigger, you know? Yeah. Right. That That's, I mean, that's one of the, like, that's one of the joy. I think like one of the best parts of hunting big game is I've, I've shot some, some pretty decent animals and I've shot some smaller animals and, and I'm at the point where, if if I would, if it's something I would shoot on the last day, why would I pass it up on the first day? Yeah, right. And I mean, the joys I've been I've been duck hunting once, and I went with a couple of my buddies, and it was like, it was fun. Like just to sit in the blind, you know, sit bullshit ducks flying in you're shooting at them but when that when i'm on the mountain and i've got to be quiet and i got to be strategic and i've got to be i have to have my my elk bugle or my cow call on point timed right being able to call a bull in from 16 1800 yards to 300 200 yards it's like there's there's not much more rewarding than that. Right. I've never been elk hunting. I can't draw no. a bow, so I couldn't get them in Dude. the rut. Dude, and elk hunting is so much fun. <laughs> I know Jason. it tastes I know oh, it tastes amazing. I know elk tastes amazing, okay. but I mean well, elk, you know, elk is I, another challenge that is so much harder than deer. I mean, you, like I said, you could go out and shoot a two point every day. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But I mean, it's it's hard to even find a freaking spike of an elk anywhere if you are, you know, like you have to work your ass off. And you know, I just haven't done it enough. Like I've been hunting with my dad, or, you know, elk hunting with my dad, but it's just that hard of a game to you know track uh, to you know be. I just haven't put enough time into it because um, I know how to duck hunt, yeah. And the elk hunt is on the same day as the duck hunt, yeah. so you know I just pick duck hunting because you know that's my day. I know what I'm doing. I at least I like to pretend like I know what I'm doing, anyways. <laughs> um, well, I'll, I'll tell you this, Chase. When you get when you get bugling in elk and and you throw out bugles and they bugle back. Man, that's insane. I mean, it is cool. They made, like I said, I've been with my dad. He got he got the Wasatch bull tag uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, 
dude, we went up there. I missed I missed school one day, and we were just going up there, dude. You heard bulls everywhere. We even heard some coyotes. Dude, it was so cool just to be in the Wasatch, you know, mountains and listening to them bugle and some coyotes howling, and you seeing some deer run through the trees. You just see wildlife everywhere. There's no sign of other life other than me and my dad and those animals. So it was awesome. And it was just a cold, crisp morning. You hear elk bugling, and, you know, you just know that it's it's fun. And we didn't end up seeing anything that day, but it was still him, cool dude. to hear him bugling. Yeah, I agree when you hear him. Uh, so one time I was out with my mom, dad, and my uncle, and uh, we, were, we were chasing this bull in this area. We knew where he was. We'd seen him on our trail cam multiple times, but we we never, like, saw him with our eyes, right? So one time uh, we got up in this like opening on top of the hill that we were in um, and it kind of opened up into this grassy field. So we, we kind of hung out in the trees for a minute and we were eating some food. Well, we're just throwing out like calls every once in a while. Dude, he started bugling like loud and we're like, oh, he's close. He's close, right? So we start throwing out cow calls and he's getting mad and, and we figured, okay, he's got a couple cows with him and he's bugling and we're throwing stuff back. And so he's coming towards us, right? So think of a triangle, okay? Now, me and my mom are sitting at the top of the triangle and, and how we're kind of positioned here. And my dad and my uncle are at the bottom of the triangle, right? So for whatever reason, uh, they thought, oh, if the bowl comes out in the open, we'll just shoot, right? Like right over my shoulder. <laughs> so we're sitting there calling this thing in uh, and it's, it's getting close, but then for whatever reason, it stops talking, right? And we lost it, and it got away. Uh, never saw it, dude. The weirdest thing. See it on truck cams all the time. Never saw the bulb. So I started thinking after, and I'm talking to my dad and my uncle. I'm like, hey, like, you know those quadrants, right, they set up so you don't shoot each other? Well, you guys were going to shoot over my shoulder, huh? My uncle's like, uh, well, I mean, if it come out, I think I was going to shoot. My dad's like, I was ready to shoot, too. Dude, we're probably going to lob three bullets at that thing all at the same time. I'm like, <laughs> hey, that's my quadrant. <laughs> like... You got the triangle, man. I take this front. You take that side. You take that side. Uh, no, no. I mean, it, it's awesome though. The that's the closest. Well, that's not. The, that's the second closest I've ever been to an elk, but to a bull elk, yeah, that's the closest. We yeah. <laughs> we cow called one in one time when I was bow hunting. It was just me and my mom. I thought my mom was gonna have a heart attack. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. Because this thing, so I'm throwing out cow calls constantly. And this thing comes running, pissed off. It's not running out of its nose, freaking huffing, uh, uh, right? Stomping and everything. It's probably like 20 or 30 feet away from us. I think my mom Peter pants. Well, <laughs> I am. I'm almost turning. It was awesome. The elk right now, like just just describing that, dude. I can just, I can. There's that smell that that comes with every elk, and you can just it doesn't go away. I remember, I remember my first, my first bull elk. We were, we were sitting on top of a ridge, just kind of glassing. And my, uh, I had my dad and then one of his very, very good buddies with me. And we heard a bugle a couple canyons over and I was like, well, let's go. You know, I was, I was young. I wanted to go after it. And my dad's like, no, 
So we're going to wait right here, and we're just going to kind of follow the bugle, see where, where he's at. So my dad lets out a couple cow calls, and, and the bugles kept getting closer and closer. Well, they were they were on a on private property on not our property, and then they start coming towards us, and they were running running down this this ridge, and you could see like in between the trees just all the cows, and and there was there were two bulls. I thought I got the herd bull, but he was back behind. And my dad kept cow calling him, and then he'd like kind of just fall back a little bit more, like move back a little bit more, like like the cow was going further away from the herd. And my dad ended up calling that that bull out from three canyons over to a hundred yards, and it was it was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Yeah, there's just something I, unique about it. Yeah, I was. You want to talk about buck fever? Listening to that bull elk and all that anticipation. Yeah, you don't even have to see him. Oh no, dude! I got buck fever. I don't even the one shooting with my dad. So yeah, dude, I but, agree. I mean, this this is the best freaking time. I'd like to get on him. Uh, it's hard. We had a lot of people hunting when uh, you know I was growing up, but uh, now I'm in Wyoming and. <laughs> got a got a kid up there. I mean, my my cousin lives here, and he he hunts elk, but he wants me to get bow hunting, dude. I've never I've never killed anything with a bow in my life. I, can, I can't I can't I can't draw back, dude. I'm not strong enough mm-hmm. in my shoulder. Let alone the, the draw weight you need to kill an elk. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean the hardest part. It's like doing sports in high school, and like you beat your body up like you can't believe. Yeah. And that's that's one of the hardest parts with with archery is I don't have a rotator's cuff in my left shoulder anymore. It's it's rubbed gone. I don't. But it's a good thing I don't draw back with my left hand. I'm right-handed. Right. So I hold it straight. You know. Right. And it's like bow hunting is one. It is it is without a doubt the hardest hunting you can do. I'd agree. Yeah, I mean, not, not even the drawing, the bow, it's getting close enough to them. Yeah. There, there's a talent to bow hunting. I mean, rifle hunting's challenging, but archery is a different game. Yeah. Now, uh, it, rifle is a lot, a lot easier. People, I mean, the the distance on on the rifles nowadays. Yeah, so the distance itself, it, that's not necessarily the challenging part. It's, you know, deciding what's a good spot to shoot them because they're so damn far. Are they on, you know, public land, private land? You got to make sure you're there. And then also um, a lot of the, I mean, I did a lot of public land hunting uh, just because, you know, there's not a whole lot of property that, uh, you know, I have, you know, to go on. So I am fighting people for the only damn two point in the freaking, <laughs> in the canyon. So there's that, but, um, you know, I've always wanted to try muzzleloader. Uh, I mean, I, we had a friend that does muzzleloader hunting and he usually does pretty good. Uh, he gets a decent size one and, if you're lucky, you can still get them kind of in velvet. I mean, they're still 
later with the muzzleloader. And I never shot anything in velvet, so that'd be pretty cool. Archery would be cool for that too, but it's a lot more challenging, and I can't draw a bow back. Yeah. Well, see, but this is the nice thing about hunting too. And I, we haven't even really talked about fishing. It's a totally different topic. Um, but there's just so much to do if you want to get into it, like all different kinds, right? I mean, even just like small animal hunting, like rabbits, raccoons, you know, stuff like that. I mean, you can go harder levels like Chase's talk with bow hunting. You can, so you can get like uh, goat tags, right? You have to chase those damn things higher in the mountains than anything else. So, I, I mean, that's that's what I enjoy about hunting, too. It's it's a very big very group diverse. of people. Yeah. There's a lot to uh, enjoy. I recently got into coyote hunting. Uh, I never thought it would be nearly as challenging as it actually is. It is ridiculous, the reflexes, the eyesight, and mm-hmm. the ears that coyotes have, you know? Like like you were saying, like, dude, there's... It's it is insanely challenging. Like you you have to be completely still. Otherwise, they see one movement other than what they have, what they want. You know, and you like, have to pay attention to the wind direction more than any other animal. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, dude, you could be fucking. So you can use an electronic call when you're coyote hunting. I can get them to call and call and call and call. And then all of a sudden, all the calling will shut off. Like, the package is just done. And But here's the thing. You can hear them from miles away, and you can't tell how far or how close they are. And they'd be calling and then just never fucking show up. Mm-hmm. And it is so devastating, bro. Because you were so close in your mind when really they're howling as fucking something different from miles away. <laughs> The last time that Chase took me coyote hunting, I froze my ass off, and we saw zero. <laughs> that was a while ago, though. So I've gotten, I've gotten a lot better. Um, I took a coworker out uh, who'd never been hunting before, and he we saw one every time we went out. And he's like, "When are we going coyote hunting again? When are we going coyote hunting again?" But the easiest time to kill them is during breeding season. Because uh, they're looking for some poo-tang. And they'll come running to a freaking female coyote in distress. But there's once you get them in, they're still hard to shoot. Them suckers run 35 miles an hour. Yeah. So you miss. You ain't hitting them again. Well, and you got to have a good caliber for it, too. Like, if you don't have a good gun, that's going to be, like, a good type of, uh, like, speed accuracy and everything makes it harder too there's lots of factors in coyote hunting and it's just it's totally different than hunting elk right like yeah it brings its own challenges it's, it's there's a thrill to awesome. every single type of hunting oh yeah um, I, agree. I mean there's something bugling elk calling coyotes shooting at coyotes bullshitting in the blind for ducks i mean there, there's something about everything dude at least in my opinion, I, I like it all. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I choose duck hunting because it's the longest season. It's the easiest for me to understand, even though there's still a lot that I don't know. Um, and I mean, you get a lot of trigger time with that. So it, yeah. it's, it's fun. 
you either get more trigger time than you've ever seen in your life, or you get no trigger time too. Yeah. Yep. Chase always sees ducks, though, man. He's oh, taking fuck them that, all dude. Time. Fuck that. Go back to 2018 when I was in college. <laughs> I'm making stupid ass videos in the blind. I haven't seen any fucking ducks. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, all right, Chase. How long do these things go usually, huh? Well, we've probably been talking like 15 minutes longer than normal, but... Oh, really? Oh, geez. Yeah, we usually go for an hour. I think we started at like 6.03 or some shit. Um, oh, 7.03, yeah. I was like, we've been going for two hours? <laughs> no, no just an hour and like 15 minutes, but I had one that was an hour and a half, so we're good, we're good. <laughs> My my favorite dude, I think my favorite is Swan out of all the waterfowl. Swan is fun. Yeah, the never been. I've ever done is duck. So, dude, I don't want to give out my secrets, but you you can fucking fill up a white garbage bag full of air and tape it to a piece of rebar and stick the rebar in the mud, and and then you just. You do everything with your mouth. Your call is your mouth. And just, <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. And they're fucking seven-foot wingspan birds just locking into fucking trash bags, bro. <laughs> and you shoot them, dude, and they fucking fall. And the water spreads. It, like, displaces so much that you can fucking see the mud on the bottom of the marsh. It is so cool to watch that shit go down. Damn. If, I have if, never, I've never. If swan either hunted. of you want to go swan hunting, I will take you, because <laughs> I, I do. I don't even care if I get attacked. I get attacked every other year, usually. I don't know how mm. it's going to be. It's my first time being a non-resident putting in a tag. Uh, but if you guys get a tag and want somebody to take you swan hunting, I swear to God, I will go with you, and I will probably be a kid hyped up on chocolate and Mountain Dew. See, I'm telling you, man, Chase gets a hard on for these for these birds and ducks and stuff. It's, it's a little birds, strange, but, but you know. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we listened to Ty's uh, hunting story, but I have I have a, a just a couple little ones. In duck hunting, you're knee deep or higher in water usually, and you get up at two o'clock in the morning to drive wherever you're going. Get there about four, and you know, you're just pretty much up all day. So when it slows down at noon and you fall asleep in the chair, you and your gun go. Bloop. And a lot of times when you're duck hunting, it's winter. You're breaking ice in the pond that you're duck hunting in. So it's like negative 10 degrees outside and Chase took a swim while he was sleeping. <laughs> Damn. And I, dude, I do it at least three times every year. You think I'd fucking learn, but. Hey, take a couple more five-hour energies. You'll be all mm. right. Now you need a broom. Put the broom like in the mud behind you. Then you like lean on it. Yeah. So I have a chair with a backrest, but I, dude, how I are probably, you falling off of this? Because you sleep kind of with your knees or your your elbows on your knees, and yeah. you got your gun strapped across you, so you're kind of holding on to your gun so you don't fall asleep and drop it in. Because there's a talent to sleeping in the duck marsh. If you can do it without falling oh, in the wow. chair, you're, you're pretty skilled. I've done it several times, but I do fall in the water at least three times every season. 
and my said, my dad and my brother think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I, it sounds funny. Hammer on you, and I when you're asleep, and I'm just gonna wait for it. I might even help a little bit, you know, just push. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sounds funny. I mean, it doesn't surprise me though. I could see you doing it, but. Okay, words I never thought I'd hear someone say is there's a talent to sleeping in a duck blind. That's that's a new one, James. <laughs> to all the duck hunters, I, I swear to God, please, for the for the love, write in <laughs> and uh, tell Ty how much of a challenge it is to sleep in the chair without fucking falling in the water. Once again, big game hunting. You go in the mountains, you just find a tree. Sleep on the ground. You don't fall in any water, man. I start I raining worry, on you. But... I do worry about uh, falling in the water a little less when I'm actually on the mountain instead of in a pond. <laughs> well, that's that's sure. All right, Porter. Well, we need we need your funny story before we, uh, you know, shut down for the night. All right. So we were. can't remember the unit we were in but we took out a son and a dad and this dad was in his 70s and he he loved the pudding that we brought you know those pudding? Those yeah, those classic packs from like Costco, like the vanilla and chocolate pudding. Did you bring in that fucking tapioca vanilla pudding, dude? That's dude, that shit is bomb. Just the vanilla and chocolate, right? In nice. those big and Man. he called it custard. He called it custard. So we got him on a on a we got him his super nice six point bowl. And that was the first day of the hunt. So he was he made just a badass shot. He just – the elk started running across. and I mean, this guy's 75, 76 years old. Yeah. And he just stands up with no rest, no nothing, just drops it. Anyways, so he's sitting in camp the rest of the week. And one night, his son got this elk. And so we had one other hunter that had a tag out there. So they, we were all just sitting around the fire, and this guy was just going to town. He went through the whole thing, the whole big pack of uh, of the, the custards, right? He ate all the pudding? He ate every single one. How, okay. okay, so how many, how many packs? In a day. There's 24 in there's 24 vanilla and 24 chocolate. He Wait, ate 48. Oh. And we were sitting around the fire and he just took off into the woods. We thought he just was <laughs> shit, you know. He was. But he couldn't get his pants off fast enough and he shit himself. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> It was it was one of the funniest things, and all you could hear is he called. He just yelled his son's name, and so his son takes off, thought like a bear or something was coming after him. Oh my gosh! 
and he just come back with just the guy's undergarments and just slapped it down on the fire. Oh, wait the oh, son the son brought his undergarments. Yeah, well, the son had to cut him off of him because he <laughs> shit his pants. So his son is carrying a fucking oh. pair of panties from the woods full of vanilla and pudding shit and dump it in the fucking fight. Dude, I, That's awesome. I, dad, I love you. No. I was laughing my ass off. What did he say? What did the guy say? Was he like, well, it just happens. Like, what? No, he didn't say a fucking word. He just walked up to the fire, <laughs> dropped it in the fire, and went in his tent. Oh, my God. That is one thing I like about uh, big game hunting versus waterfowl hunting. It is a lot easier to fucking take a leak in the woods. <laughs> you don't be in the get, water? Get, dude, getting your waders off and not getting the inside of them wet by pulling it down far enough to piss when it's waist deep in water. Hey, getting and two then, of dick out of three inches of clothing is not very easy, Ty. Yep, yep. Yeah. I, I can agree. Mm-hmm. And then if it is high enough water, you still can't pull it very far. So you got it all bunched up right here. And if, you go, if you're hung like a light switch and your waders are balled up to 12 inches thick, you have to like try and push it underneath and try and not dribble on the inside of your waders, dude. Okay, if you guys aren't watching this like uh, on the YouTube, if you're just listening to it, that Chase gave us a good demonstration of what he does, so I recommend you find the video version of that. Dude, dude I so this episode, this episode is our first, um, not only for our first guests, but I also have video podcasts on Spotify now. Oh, really? Okay, so even better. So this will be on. You can open it up and rewind for four minutes if you're on your way into work, and mm. I, you'll see me trying to. Pretend to push my light switch out of 12 inches of uh, waders without dribbling on the inside of my pants so I don't have piss at the bottom of my boot. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah, dude. This one, this one's been a different pace than normal. Uh, you know, I'm glad we get to try different things and I'm happy that Ty and Porter were able to jump on last minute and help entertain me and hopefully entertain our listeners for an hour and a half. Um, Chase, I'm really just here to entertain you, okay? So, (laughs) Well, I'd like my numbers to get up, and if it's because of Ty, then Ty will be on every freaking podcast. If it's because of Porter... It'll be because he'll be on every podcast, even even if the out. income that comes to the podcast has to go to both of you just to keep <laughs> you guys coming on every fucking week. Oh, no, man. <laughs> hey, anytime you want me to come on and, and just be my dumbass self like usual, I'll do it. I don't care. Yeah, yeah same, man. I'd, I'd like to get get you guys again with uh, Peyton and Wyatt, you know, the, the other guys. I'm sure they have some questions that they'd like you guys to answer or, um, you know, be a part of and maybe even be a part of the usual conversation that those guys help uh, keep going. Uh, we, we have plenty of shit to talk about on that end, and apparently we have plenty of shit to talk about on this end too. Uh, so – you know, yeah, uh, no, 
Man, I think I'm a little different pace. Uh, listen to a few of you guys' previous episodes. Uh, it's funny. It made me laugh for sure. Um, yeah, maybe we're a little more boring. I don't know. We're the experts, I guess, is what well, Chase is trying to tell us. <laughs> it, it is Rampa Redneck, so you got to talk about hunting, you know. Yeah. If, if you don't want to listen to it, fuck for the love of God. Press the three button, the three dotted things on the end, and put Marcus played, so you can still help a help a, a redneck out and get his views up, yeah. and move on to the next one. Like <laughs> the next one's not going to be the same as this week. The last one wasn't the same as the previous week. So you know, obviously, you're going to find one you like somewhere. So mark it as played and move on. Well, like we said at the top, man, you got different rednecks, and I think me and Porter are a little different types. So, I mean, it shows you, man. It's our book, man. It's almost like a, a real example of the book that you guys can listen to and watch. So, Here's a little tea for you, folks, and we'll get that book out. Probably. There you go. <laughs> I'll try and figure out how to fucking read first. <laughs> That's important, man. It's important. All right, well, it was good talking to you guys. I think it's time for dinner. I can hear my stomach growling if you if the listeners can't, but <laughs> that sounds great. So, yeah. well, you know, if you want me back on here whenever you want, most nights I'm free, so whenever, just let me know. Yeah, yeah same here, man. And yeah, I really want. We gotta I start really getting more. Sorry, Ty. What? Oh, no, I was just going to I really want to hear the answers to, to the redneck beer question, man. Yeah, for I'm the love of God. I'm very interested dude. in the answer. Dude, I've been asking people to write in for so long. I've only had one. Well, for so long. We've only got four episodes. This is the fifth. <laughs> well, look, write in, and, and we'll we'll talk about it, right? Yeah, sh- share with all your buddies and get them to write in, because my buddies are too shy, or they think I'm too inappropriate or something. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh not you, Chase. Never, never you. Yeah, I, I'm the silent but inappropriate one. Um, yeah, it was good talking to you guys. It's been forever. Yeah, so, uh, I think we need to get together, like in the studio, and like just get everybody together and have more of a like a personalized conversation. Like these these video chats are cool and they're fun and. But I think getting together and having conversations face to face is it opens up the conversation a lot more. Yeah. Feels more intimate. So yeah. All right, well, you guys have a good night. Yeah, you too, man. Good to come on. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Let me freaking stop recording.